Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Redmond, and today's guest is a cookie-making extraordinaire and some of the best cookies you can find in Toronto. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good how's evening. It, how's it going? Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. I'm, uh, I'm delighted to be called the cookie master <laughs> <laughs> or cookie monster, Co- whichever one you prefer. Master. Cookie master. Cookie master. All right. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. How, so um, things are good? Things are good. Things are very busy at the moment, uh, kind of managing uh, work life and mm-hmm. my cookie, holy cookie yeah. uh, business. But um, yeah, things are pretty good after the pandemic is kind of dying down and stuff. So Yeah, hopefully. Well, <laughs> I guess we're recording on <laughs> the last day of the vaccine passports. Okay, you know? as long as we have no variant like no 8.0 8. Exactly. or something like that. Yeah. You know, I went to the barbershop on Saturday and I was going to the barbershop often and then mm. I would be able to see my barber like right immediately right yeah and then saturday it was packed with people like there were so many people waiting to get mm-hmm. a haircut i was like oh man they must know those <laughs> vaccine passports are like yeah. not gonna be needed anymore right you know? yeah people are trying to get fresh now aren't yeah, they, you know? exactly as so it comes like, to the spring okay. we all had the same idea so i ended up having to go back later i actually went back today right right yeah, right i was like oh I who, had who a- is your barber by the way so his name is lennox okay so i go to a barbershop on blower and Bathurst. Okay. And, right. um, I've been going there for like 15 years. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So like um, when I would visit my grandmother here, mm. that's the barbershop I would go to. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. You so. don't, you don't change your barbers. No one does. No, no, no. That's, that's no. It's equivalent of cheating. There's <laughs> you know, there's a quote or I saw a quote somewhere um, or a something my sister, my, my sister, excuse me. An ex-girlfriend of mine used to say, she, she would be like, then I saw it on, like, there's memes of it now. Mm. But she would be like, you you guys are more loyal to your barbers than you are your girlfriends. Of course. Of course. Like, yeah, they don't give us as money trouble. You know what <laughs> I mean? They, they give us exactly what we need, which is to look fly. You know? Honestly, I would actually say, like, one of the scariest things I had, like, moving from uh, back home to, to, to Toronto was... Mm-hmm. Where the hell am I going to find yeah. a, a barber? That is the big question. And I'm not joking. Time. I was going around on the streets, finding uh, like guys, especially black people, right. with crisp, clean haircuts, <laughs> and going over to these men and asking them, legit, who is your barber? Tell me about him. Are they far away? Right. And that's how I found mine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So where yeah. is your barber? Is he is he, he's in the city? Uh, it's a she. It's a she. Oh, uh, she. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's from Barbados. Um, she's a little bit further out now. She used to be located downtown. Actually, very close by to me by like Queen and University, mm-hmm. uh, but their p- place got shut down during the pandemic, uh, okay. um, unfortunately. So she's got her her new place closer to like Eglinton West, Saint okay. Clair West, that okay, kind of yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to take the mission now. I, I take the mission, but it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. You have to find. Oh, you need it. You need it. Like, 
You're stuck. You're stuck with a haircut for three, four weeks, exactly, right? And like, exactly. You know, you don't want to go with a bad haircut. You, you need this to look good for everything. Of course, man. Of Even, course. It, it made me feel during the pandemic. It was one of my ways of staying sane. Mm, yeah. Of like getting my haircut, not because for some time, when um, so I think in the beginning barbershops had to close completely, mm-hmm. right? And so I can't cut my own hair. I tried. It oh, was I wasn't like my partner at the time. She so many times she was like, "Oh, let me let me cut your hair. Let me <laughs> let me try this." I was like, "Nah, <laughs> right. I'm gonna grow my hair until yeah, exactly. my barber opens up because I don't trust anyone." Exactly. Anyone? Exactly. No. No and family. No friends. No nobody. And then um, <laughs> the first day we could get haircuts again, yeah. I was there bright and early. I was like the first one there, mm. and my my barber had to like. My hair had grown out to like a, a fro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And my barber was like picking it out. He was like, whoa, man. <laughs> whoa. It's out of control. Yeah. So it's, 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 I'm very happy that things are easing up. Uh-huh. But most importantly, it's like, can I get a haircut? You no know? doubt, man. Haircut in gym. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes you, it makes you feel good. Like, uh, you know, one of my, one of my guys, he, he's, he's super lazy. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, you're just, you know, his hair and like the way he like looks after himself. And anytime he comes over to like my parents' house mm-hmm. back home, my mom will just like lay into him. She'd be like, you know, go and get a haircut, <laughs> you know, do all these kind of things. Same with me. But I, I personally think, you know, um, you know, try it's not necessarily just to look good. I think it makes you feel good, right? Right. Right. Doing these sure. these kind of small things. So, you know, some of the some of the girls are gonna get their hair for done, sure. their nails done. Exactly. Naturally it brings out, you know, a level of confidence in Absolutely. you know in, in yourself, you know. Absolutely. So it's good it's good so let's talk about you though you know before we get into the holy cookie which Mm -hmm. we're going to get to that for sure yes tell us about you man tell us about your journey you're not originally from toronto we are in toronto for a lot of people that don't know um tell us about the whole journey from from as far back as you want to start why am i in canada (laughs) (laughs) i thought there was a podcast there's a job interview you know (laughs) you know what's funny is like i have this joke that i do um where people would be like, why, why did you come to Canada? And I would be like, my life expectancy went up like 15 years when I moved here. That's why. Yeah, we got a good life. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about why are the you journey. in Canada? What, what, what made you decide to come mm. to Canada? I always, I'm always interested in learning why, you know, America, I, even though I feel like I know why not America and Canada healthcare mm-hmm. people and uh <laughs> but yeah why what tell us about the journey to get here and everything about you your background sure right man yeah so um this can probably work out uh from london uh for, for those listening but um so i've um now been living in toronto for the last i think now it's got, shit it's gonna be four years next week wow. damn yeah next four week. years wow. yeah, yeah yeah happy anniversary canada, damn man canada, i can't even say canada and anniversary together anniversary anniversary <laughs> yeah so it's my four-year anniversary uh next week but um why did i come here so living in the uk um you know lived there pretty much my entire life um i always had a a goal of you know wanting to move abroad work abroad Try something different. Um, honestly, I never ever thought of Canada at really? all. No, no, I hadn't. I was thinking more to go towards like uh, the hot side of the world. Right. So, <laughs> so go towards it. Like I've got a big um, passion to eventually one day, you know, maybe live in like Asia, Southeast Asia, okay. like Singapore or something like that one day. Okay. Um, but one thing um, about living in in the UK is that the 
moving around within the Commonwealth is is a little, little bit easier. So there's a lot of Brits mm. you'll find out in Toronto. Absolutely, there's a lot of Brits in. I feel for like example, I know half the population. You do, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we congregate, we congregate. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, honestly, I was working as a as a consultant back uh, back in the UK, working for a company called BAE Systems. Uh, not too many people are fond of that company, but um, <laughs> yeah, so just kind of doing doing my thing there but i just wanted a bit of a challenge i wanted a bit of challenge um and this opportunity to come to canada for for two years came up so anyone uh by the way who's under 30 years old um you have an option to get a two-year work visa Mm -hmm. and um you know you don't have to have a job you don't have to come with any kind of sponsorship which is really helpful because you know getting visas and stuff to move across the world is very hard it's very hard to navigate and people don't know necessarily know all this kind of information so and you might not actually necessarily you know want to completely invest and go into a new country right you know so this kind of two-year um visa was really good as a young person because it allows you to come here try something and if you hate it you leave right you know so that was the that was the kind of journey and as i said like i came over here didn't know didn't really know anyone right um just had like a auntie and uncle over here and um just wanted to see what it's about and i ended up uh pretty much loving it like i love my life out here um i feel it feels like a a bit of a home now you know yeah even though i know my home and my friends and my family they're all back back home yeah um i still kind of have this love for toronto and it's kind of i feel like they've adopted adopted me randomly. so um yeah i can say the same for myself i feel like now don't get me wrong i have a lot of complaints about the city Oh yeah, that I won't get into. (laughs) But I just feel there's something about the city. I was talking to a friend about this. There's a positive energy that Mm. I feel living in the city that I just can't explain what it is, and and that energy is really keeping me, keeping me here. And the healthcare, I won't lie. (laughs) Yeah, your your healthcare system is a lot worse. Listen, I've been hospitalized in America and in in um Canada. Oh wow, Canada, no fees. Didn't have to pay anything. Yeah. And America, they would send, a, like, a social worker, like, how are you going to pay these fees? Like, they really <laughs> knew that it was, like, such a burden. Amer- Americans are ruthless with <laughs> these kind of things. Like, <laughs> like they, they literally sent uh, a social worker to talk to you. Like, hey, I'm here to talk to you about how you're going to work out paying for your stay. And I was right. like, God damn. Like, I'm not even <laughs> well yet. Yeah, would, would you like to be financially <laughs> crippled or die? <laughs> right, which which uh, would you like? Yeah. And it was weird because I remember when I had to do a follow-up mm-hmm. for – um my uh after uh i was hospitalized with the doctor i had to pay for the follow-up i had to pay <laughs> to see the doctor before i saw the doctor oh, and wow. they didn't tell me this until i got there and they're like you have to pay the doctor's fee or whatever you know what i should have become a doctor man and moved to really? america and just like made all, <laughs> the, made all this cash <laughs> was that was that ever something that you thought about or like what was some of the before moving to Canada, you said you were in a consultant. What kind of company? Um, what type of company was the company you worked for? Yeah, so BAE Systems is a, a defense company. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so they do a lot of government contracts, I imagine. Exactly, yeah. So it's defense kind of technologies. Um, I was more in that kind of like cybersecurity kind okay. of arena. Okay. Um, okay. Governments were a bit slow, if you can put it like that, around mm-hmm. um, these kind of like building up their technology bases around things like cybersecurity and stuff like that. Okay. So. That was my kind of speciality, uh, but I didn't study that kind of stuff at uni- university. So mm-hmm. I came from a background of doing initially politics. Okay. Um, <coughs> well, I studied at Warwick University there. 
And then after I did a master's, I studied economic history. So in terms okay. of relevance um, to what I do now, mm-hmm. zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sometimes. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, I feel like a lot of people don't end up in the actual field that they study. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, unless it's very specific, like as we were just saying, like talking about doctors and lawyers and things like right. that. It's more so, I guess, um, being able to see, you know, um, the softer kind of skills, like, you know, they right. are, able, are they able to synthesize information, right, right. you know, communicate their ideas, right. and, you know, those kind of things, I guess, are really important. And, you know, rule 101 of consulting is how good are they at bullshitting, I feel, sometimes. <laughs> Just learn if, you're, if you're a really good bullshitter, you could be a great <laughs> consultant. Have you ever watched that show um, with... Um, Don Cheadle. Um, oh yes, True Lies. I think it's called. No, it was it was Lies. it was a show from a couple of years ago, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like they worked for like a consult. He That's was like right. a management consultant or All something right. like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't watched it, but effectively, like the concept was, they were effectively hustlers. Yeah, with with, with suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yo, I used to love that show, and that was okay. like, um, because they were like management consultants and stuff right. like that. And I was like, yo, I hope this career is not really like that. Like, <laughs> that, just, that just seems so, like, not interesting. It seems boring, one. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, uh, almost like it's a, it's a, it's a bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. Like, you know, they, they sell you high on these ideas and stuff. But really, like, they're doing, like, half the work. <laughs> to, like, uh, just, just caveat for any of my employers that are watching. I love my job. And um, by the way, we do a great job. We, we're, I'm talking about a TV show. It's, it's fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. Yeah. Okay. So how did you... Um, so you moved to Toronto. Mm. You've been here four years. Next week, you'll be four, four years. So America yeah. was not ever an option. I know you talked about living in Singapore. Like, Did you ever consider any of those other places you were interested in going to? Or like, how did you decide on Canada? Or was Canada kind of like your first choice in, in the first place um so i i haven't actually really considered america to be honest i i, I don't know why um well maybe i do but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah america's never massively on the list uh, i will kind of fell in love with the the southeast asian side i've gone got over there traveled quite a bit mm-hmm. um but canada was quite easy because of the 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 work visas that were offered mm, right okay, so okay. as i said you didn't have to come over with a you know a job offer or anything like that right and i you know i, I gave up bae systems and i thought you know what? i'm still pretty young i haven't got too many attachments right, right let me go and see what it's about you know right um and just came initially and i was initially in brampton um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the bit uh, further out in the gta and um, that was harder because you know, we were talking a little bit just before this about like how, you know, your network is everything. Um, yeah, exactly. You're, you know, trying to meet people and things yeah. like that. It's very difficult. And it? you can't do that in Brampton. No. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I had to come, you know, as quickly as possible to, to the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, just building up that network of friends. Um, and also one thing that you quickly learn out here is that uh, in order to secure a job and things like that, um it's it's it doesn't necessarily like uh, your your resume um mm-hmm. or your cv is not your be or end or to get a job no. so, you know your your network is really very very important yeah absolutely you know I, w- I wasn't used to that so you know going over to these kind of networking events and 
reaching out to people on LinkedIn and stuff. I was like, nah, surely my you know yeah. my resume is strong enough. I can right, I can right. do it. And then you know, three months later, I hadn't got a job. Yeah, three four months now, I'm like, oh crap! Like, have I made a terrible terrible decision? <laughs> yeah, you know, all these thoughts come into your head. Like, I've spent a lot of money. Oh my god! Like, what's gonna happen? It's gonna look bad going back home and things like that. And um, but you know, the everyone kept saying, you know, just keep uh, talking to people and things like that. And yeah, the network definitely helped, yeah. you know, for me, for sure. It was definitely a learning curve for myself as well. Yeah. Because, um, as I said, I was arrogant thinking that, like... Oh, yeah. I, w- I like came I with the same attitude. Bachelor's degree, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> all of this stuff. And then I I get here, and it took me maybe... I think it took me, like, a year to find a job, actually. Yeah. And yeah. then it was only something part-time. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like a crazy struggle which we talked about it you had to have canadian experience <laughs> yeah. you know which is very like how do i get that you know which right. it's it's a big time um struggle mm. trying to do that mm. but i don't regret moving even though the job market was a very difficult thing to navigate mm. i don't regret yeah coming coming here no doubt it's, man no doubt yeah it's it's um yeah we were, we were just joking uh, about the fact that you need canadian experience but in order to get a Canadian experience, you need yeah, Canadian experience. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that horrible curve to start. But I, you know what? I think it is like one thing which I, you know, I kind of appreciate now with the whole networking thing is that it only takes one person to like, you know, yeah, just try true. to truly invest in you that's and to true. give give you that one opportunity. Um, and I think there's um, there is definite some def- definite benefits in being able to you know, go for a coffee and meet someone. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's all about really kind of taking the initiative and, um, you know, sh- you know, showing that you're you're passionate to get into some kind of career. Most of, like most of the people I know are still relatively early on-ish, you know, as we get slightly more senior in their careers. And, yeah. you know, your desire to show your motivation and passion and things like that, you've got you to get up and do something, right? Right, right. And so, yeah, I think... It's different to the UK because you can just literally, you know, submit your resume. And if you've got enough ticks, on, you know, versus all the different criteria, you're going to at least get an interview here. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot harder to get through the first and floor. I think yeah. that contributed to my arrogance because in America, I was getting all types of, like, calls for interviews. Like, even to, like, I remember when I first moved here, I was, like, still applying to American companies and, mm. like, Disney. Okay. I had an interview with Disney and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I was just like, and then at this time... Like, I'm getting all these calls for American companies. Right. But, like, no Canadian companies are calling me back. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's definitely a lot tougher. It's a dip. So, sure. now you hear you um, move to Toronto, and now you have a cookie business. Yes. How did, you, uh, how did you first start getting into making cookies? Like, tell us the journey to even developing a cookie business. How did it start for you? Uh, yeah, man. So, I started Holy Cookie um, <laughs> during the pandemic in your pandemic Last year, business my, my my pandemic business well <laughs> hobby turned business um honestly i had never baked um pretty much anything until <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like who is this fraud um, and honestly a load of my friends did not believe me i don't think my mom believes me that i have a cookie business <laughs> at all because she's like i've never seen you make cookie however uh you know how it started i was uh, i'm a big um snacker mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in the evenings after pretty much any meal, I need some kind of sugary substance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna find something, and one of the one of the things I love is cookies. Okay, right. So, 
out here in Canada, I feel like a lot, a lot of the cookies are not really up to the standard of British cookies. Mm. Right? Fight so me, but British cookies. Oh, trust. <laughs> they're on point. For any like Brits listening, we know about like Marks and Spencer cookies, Millie's cookies. They're top level. <laughs> um, so my goal was to create like, uh, well, I just went onto YouTube and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and make my own cookies. Find all these different recipes, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, try and see if I can work something out. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she's um, she was like, oh, okay, fine, make the cookies and I'll and I'll uh, I'll try them and everything mm-hmm. like that. And um, yeah, they weren't very good at first. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, like I wasn't like born master chef, and then they became perfect. They were like looking a little bit strange shaped or they're a bit <laughs> overly hard, too crunchy or just completely melted. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, over time, I think one thing I've, I've always, uh, you know, found I, that I'm p- kind of pretty good at is, uh, is with, within food and stuff like that. So mm. I used to have a, also have another food company called Spice and Co over here, which was, mm. um, based around, um, particularly like South Asian, um, curries and stuff like that. Okay done a load of food festivals my mum is sri lankan um mm. and an amazing amazing um cook um and so i learned all of her recipes from there mm. so i think anyone who considered them considers themselves a good chef is able to i feel balance flavors quite well and really right. understand flavors and things like that right so i think maybe you know the way in the same kind of way you make a curry or you make some kind of other type of food that you, you feel is good in the same way, you kind of apply that to the cookies, right? And okay. so it started off as a okay cookie, mm-hmm. and then slowly kind of changed things, switched things up. You know, things like sugar and salt, you always need a balance. Right. Anything which is too sweet, I hate. Right, same. it has to have that nice balance which cuts through that level of sweetness. So having right. that kind of balance of salt and things like that, you play around, and eventually, I, I felt like I had something which was pretty good. I started giving it out to my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, damn, man, like cookies, all right, still. So a lot of my neighbors, <laughs> I used to like leave all cookies outside their, <laughs> their door. <laughs> yeah, it's like some crazy person. <laughs> um, but they appreciated that. Nice. And um, yeah, they were like, why not, why not? Why don't you go and try it out and try selling it out? And um, mm. um, there's a place in Toronto called Kensington Market. Right. Great like, place. Great place, um, especially for like foodies and stuff like that. If you want to try Kensington Market is a place where you just kind of walk around with no intention of doing mm-hmm. anything and you end up buying a load of random stuff. A hundred percent. Right. All food related too. all food related. And sometimes some art stuff. Too. Egg, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great place, especially during sun, uh, during the summer um, mm-hmm. pedestrian Sundays, walk around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the great things out there at that time was there was a new store called six by eight market um, that were opening up there. Effectively, a bit of an artisanal store, mm-hmm. um, and they're driven by um, promoting vendors to come in, mm-hmm. um, who effectively uh, rent a shelf, right, right. and um, you can you can do whatever you want. You can uh, people have art pieces of art, people have pieces of jewelry, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So you know, I came uh, there to, to sell cookies mm-hmm. and started doing a whole load of pop ups outside when it was warm. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it was warm outside you could go outside and things like that and uh, we started, started this this cookie business and we got some pretty good it was slow at first of course mm-hmm. because everyone mm-hmm. was like who the hell's holy cookie right right um but um we got some great feedback from people there who started getting some repeat customers and those kind nice. of things um and yeah it was you know started to get a bit more of a, a bit more of a client base and i mm-hmm. think you know one of the things um is that you need to have consistency right you know building i feel any kind of business um the more you're seen the more you're heard eventually people are going to be 
inter- potentially interested in, in in trying your food. Uh, and I think, you know, just being able to show up. So we'd I'd go on the weekend, so I'd have my normal Monday to Friday job. But then Saturday, Sunday, I'd be out selling flipping cookies. Wow, nice. <laughs> you, know, in the, you know, in Kensington Market. Wow. Um, but just being able to, like, be there on the weekends continuously. Because I, I feel, you know, sometimes people walk past you. They might not necessarily want a cookie or whatever. But eventually, when they start seeing you two, three times, right. they're like, you know what? Let me go and see what this guy's about. Let me right. go and see. Let me go and try something. And then that's really how we started to get, you know, people interested in coming over, talking to us, giving us some feedback. And, you know, getting repeat customers and things like that, you know, because, nice. you know, people appreciate that. People appreciate and want to support small businesses, I Absolutely. feel, right? Absolutely. You know, so it's not like... Especially during the pandemic. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when so. it's very difficult for businesses to operate because of restrictions and right. stuff like that you know yeah so so when um so how long did it take you to find the right cookie recipe like what was that i guess it was trial and error and it just took some time how, how much how much time would you say um passed like doing all of that before you found the cookie that was like okay these are good enough to to, to actually sell to the public yeah so it, t- it, it definitely took some time um one of the good things about like being able to do those pop-ups was that we could try different try the different recipes mm-hmm. we'd go on the weekend and you know by the end of the day you'll see which ones sold and which ones didn't mm-hmm. um and i would you know i just ask my friends you know which ones do you like uh, i'd get them over have dinner with them and then you know shove a load of cookies <laughs> down their throats yeah so they'll come over for dinner all the time for that oh know? yeah yeah, 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 yeah. people, people def- definitely appreciate that man um free cookies so <laughs> Yeah, it definitely took some time. But then one of the things with baking and stuff like that is that you, you have to nail down um, nail down your ingredients. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of like a science because right. you do too much sugar, it's too sweet. You do right. too little salt, uh, it's too sweet again and right. things like that. So it's a bit of uh, being able to find your recipe and then being able to be very, very consistent with it. Right, um, right. So I have a guy that currently works with me to, mm-hmm. to, um, to, to push out these cookies now. And one of the hardest things for him was to get that, you know, finding that, you know, the right amount the and things. Mm-hmm. And I could see when, you know, I'd be like hovering over him, like just making <laughs> sure that he's like doing exactly the amount because you can mess an entire batch, right? Right. Um, but that's, you know, that's obviously like a little bit about learning and training and things like mm-hmm. that. Have you have you changed the recipe at all since you found the right recipe, or is it just this is the recipe we got to stick to this because this is this was getting the best quality cookies for us? Yeah, generally nowadays I I pretty much stick to what you know you know what I feel is good, mm-hmm. um, and so what we're really doing in in making changes is more so with the things like toppings and stuff like that, mm, and flavors, As, yeah, yeah, and flavors and stuff like that. But the kind of base uh, ingredients for for the cookies are are pretty much the same but i think you know when you're building a brand and stuff like that yes it's cookies and it's, you mm-hmm. know it's still a brand and um uh, my brand is that um they're very my, my all my cookies are very I, I guess they're buttery mm-hmm. they're chewy mm-hmm. um as we said they're sweet but not they're not overtly sweet right all right uh, yeah sorry go ahead uh, yeah, yeah no no and really that, that that's what it's about and so now that I've kind of got that, um, that those ingredients nailed down, I wouldn't want to try to right. change it up too much because I, you know, I've got some clients, um, customers that, you know, effectively like what I'm doing right now. Right. You know, and so, yeah, we can probably innovate later on. Maybe do uh, more of a health conscious cookie, for example, mm-hmm. and things like that. That that's actually been quite a big thing. 
health conscious cookies, cookies vegan cookies vegan we, cookie. we, we still haven't done uh, gluten free things like that so mm-hmm. well certainly like innovation in the cookie business right but um <laughs> yeah so i think we'll, we'll definitely get there but for now it's uh i'm, I'm pretty happy with what, what we're doing right now here okay okay so what's the I guess, you know, because I'm just thinking about what you said earlier about a British co- cookie and those <laughs> those companies you named off. Um, yeah. What would you say the biggest difference between a British cookie and a cookie you've had in Toronto is? Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe it's the the level of choice that you have out there. Um, I would say there's certain things that Brits are really good. Oh, actually, Europeans are very good versus, uh, sorry, but Americans and Canadians. <laughs> right? And these things are cheese uh any kind of dairy stuff milk Mm. um chocolate yeah right you know like you got the french man you can't no one's no one's (laughs) topping the french no one's topping the belgians you can't you can't they've won they've won you you know i had an ex-girlfriend yeah um (laughs) um we we didn't we didn't break up over cookies or anything (laughs) okay but um she went to i think she went to sweden to visit a friend Mm -hmm. or um switzerland i can't remember i want to see okay it's one it's one of those okay and she was just like the dairy and the food and like the the milk and the cheese bro it's different tasted so much better she said even eggs tasted so much better oh yeah in europe oh yeah i I can see like this is not the first time i'm hearing that like (laughs) the things are just are just done better than they are yeah, I, I've yeah. I've have I have this rant with so many people. You know, I go into grocery stores, and if you're my friend, you'll know that I'm I'm gonna come at you for about like, if, especially if you're Canadian, and if you try to bring up anything around dairy and stuff like that, like mm. no, sorry, you lose, you definitely lose on that side. So I don't know, maybe it's like you know the base level ingredients that go into some of the cookies mm-hmm. in like in Europe and stuff like that. You know, you know things like the eggs, uh, the butter, right. like butters. Butter is really key, right? Yeah. Because if yeah. you have like a really rich, high fat butter, good quality butter, mm-hmm. um, it it one hundred percent changes the level, the base mm-hmm. level of that cookie, mm-hmm. right? And so that was, for example, that was one of the most important things for me was choosing some of the like good quality. Obviously, of course, you you have to watch your margins and things like that. Right. But the only way your cookie is going to win is if you've got good quality, high quality things like butter and right. things like that, right? right? And um. So maybe maybe that maybe that's why mm-hmm. maybe that's why I'd say the Europeans go. But since you, yeah, go on. did you um did it take some time to even find those right ingredients? Like to find the quality ingredients? Did you go through different butters, different brands of sugars before you found out on which ones were worked best for the cookies you were looking to make? For sure, yeah. And we we still do that at the moment, you know, because I think now one of the things that I'm having to do is as you as you build up more of a kind of financial picture of mm-hmm. you know your you know your company and everything in the food business is 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 a tough thing number one in terms of um being able to actually prepare it right but the other biggest thing is watching your margins because within food margins are are generally low right um it's a it's a bit of a volume business Mm -hmm. um it's 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 definitely a reputational business you have to have good reputation for people to come and order from you in the first place Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, when you're looking at things like your margin 
um, one of the most important things, well, two, there's two, there's the revenue side of stuff, so how much you charge and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the cost side. So for me, right. it's like getting the right balance. I want to have good quality products. Right. But at the same time, I need to try and reduce my costs, you know, where yeah. I can. Yeah. In so much that I don't, uh, you know, lose, uh, I'm not using quality quality stuff, right? Right, right. So, you know, literally, um, even, you know, up to last week, I was putting together uh, a bit of a, a bit of a financial plan, a bit of a budget, mm-hmm. um, just trying to work out exactly what, you know, what my margins are for each of the different cookies. Um, and we, 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 we still at the moment go to different places to buy our, our butter, our butter, mm-hmm. uh, but, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my London uh, slang coming out again, man, but, uh, but and water, um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we always go to different places to try out, uh, where I can obviously get it for a little bit cheaper, right. but you know, you come back and you have to try these, try these different things. So actually the cookies I made for you mm. today, um, we, we've tried it with a, with a different butter that oh, we Oh really? Got. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got, you can, you can try them and you can, I will give me an honest I'll make an ER for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know what you're talking about, about the cookies, because I've had a couple of places. Yeah. I don't know if it's okay to name drop, but, um, I've had Craig's cookies. Craig's, yep. Yeah. Craig's is, uh, Craig's very is very, I, I want to if you want to talk about like a North American style cookie, mm. it's probably Craig's cookies. Yeah. With, with a bunch of, um, different topics and that's not a knock at craig's cookies at all <laughs> i just just know that's a very north american style of cookie yeah and then i've had um the night baker oh the night baker's tight yeah which yeah, is yeah. not the same style of cookie their cookie are their cookies are more creamier as you say i feel um, that find them quite cakey you'd think so i think they're a bit more cakey because they uh they don't really have toppings as much per se. No, they it's, don't. It's they have, uh, besides flavors, they have more flavors, flavors than toppings. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like in like stuff inside. The exactly. Cookie. Yeah, the Which stuff. Which is an interesting concept. I've had they they have like a purple yam. Is it purple yam? I think it is. Yeah. And then I know they have like a matcha. Yep. Green tea, white chocolate cookie, and mm. then they've had another one that I've had that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. But I think with any sweet still. Mm-hmm. It's hit or miss with the balance of the sugar right. and, uh, and the salt and things like that because I can find them sometimes where, like, oh, my God, this is super sweet. Right. And I find that – do you find that with your cookies, even though the recipe is the same, that depending on the day for yourself, they taste a bit different than they do on other days or is based on the ingredients? Like, can you taste the difference in some of the cookies based on the brand of butter you used or the, the brand yeah. of – yeah. yeah 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 i can i can definitely taste it like nowadays um even if i you know end up putting like an extra like half a cup of sugar or something like that and i'll mm-hmm. try and balance it a bit more so i can i can definitely uh taste the taste the difference and it will annoy me really it will really annoy me because you can't <laughs> go back you know you yeah. can't go back and, and yeah. change those kind of things do my cu- like customers notice i don't know maybe mm. maybe you know because yeah. Yeah, maybe someone who's had it quite a few times will probably like know the difference a little bit. But um, I think if you just you know to an unassuming person, nah, they probably mm. they're probably not gonna know. It's gonna taste like a cookie, right? Right. Um, but for me, yeah, I wanna like I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes okay. to like being able to watch my ingredients as they go in and mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I said <laughs> with the guy who who's who's recently started to to make make it with me, I was a bit of a Hawkeye. Bit of a micromanager, <laughs> like 
just kind of watching well, over. Things but things to be perfected. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's really a science. Like baking is like if you miss something by a teaspoon, right? It messes up the entire thing. Exactly. Cooking yeah. is not the same. Like food, mm. you can like you can balance things around. Yeah, you, you can, can balance. Improvise yeah, and, and right. it'll come out okay. But you cannot improvise. With, with a bacon, no, nope. you know? yeah, yeah, it's definitely more of a more of a science, yeah, for um, sure, and trying to perfect that, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, how did you come to the name Holy Cookie? Holy Cookie, um, so my partner, um, Maria, she actually uh, came came up with the with a with the name. Um, it was very catchy. It was a very yeah. very catchy name, Holy Cookie. Um, it flew with the tongue quite well. Okay. Um, and yeah, just kind of she she came out with it. Um instantly liked it um and i think it also in terms of like building a bit of a brand around uh, what my company stands for quite a few people ask me they're like oh like is there any kind of hidden meaning behind holy cookie <laughs> and actually i just made it up being <laughs> like or well, actually it's the holiest of all cookies right <laughs> is the angelic you know it's from the heavens but really actually no i think the name was just very very catchy mm-hmm. uh, and people liked it it flew off the tongue very very well and mm. um, but we can roll with it we can yeah. say that it's uh hey, people... it is the most heavenly cookie in toronto now so <laughs> hey that's, that's why the, that's the uh that the goal <laughs> you're going for the most heavenly uh british like cookie exactly in, in man you got it you got it <laughs> So not many names were, did you try out before you got to that? It was kind of instant. That was instant. It was instant. Really? I really loved that one. Um, I think I, I, I came up with a few, I can't remember which ones I came up with, but that one just flew off the tongue really well. Yeah. You, and, uh, uh, actually, you know, it's funny. I think you asked me before we started how I came up with the name of the podcast. Yeah. I think I finished answering the question. Um, it was started, it started off as, as a networking events. Okay. And then I pitched the idea cause I wrote up this whole like, um, proposal and everything yeah and um she i i had this pr friend that was like i told her about it she liked the concept but she hated the name okay she right. was like no young pros talk you know it, it's too specific you know it's like she was giving me all these examples of like can you imagine if like um if if i don't know i can't think of any brands right now hmm. natrell was like milk and butter mm-hmm. or you know that she was kind of giving me examples of that okay and then when i decided to like just ditch the name or mm-hmm. ditch the networking things yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna start with a podcast first and i was like oh this would be good because i'll keep the name the same because it's not like a brand it i mean it's a brand but it's yeah. not like a business type brand okay i explain this very well at all but um, I was like, I like it because I really want to talk to people. Yeah, that do different interesting things. Mm-hmm. So I just came, I just kept it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I personally like the name. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank it's you. straight to the point. It is straight to the you, point. You know, you know what it's about. You know. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, I like that. Although it does get confusing for people when they're like, "Well, what are the pro?" You know, the funny. Who thing are the pros? The funniest question I actually got was somebody was like, "Does pros mean professional or something else?" <laughs> I was like, it's, oh it's, man, your friends have got some <laughs> imagination. I mean, like it's short for professional. Yeah, I mean, you could you could do that, but yeah, yeah. you probably get shut down real quick. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, back to your cookies. How many flavors do you have right now on rotation? Uh, I would say that we've got around ten. Wow, ten about ten flavors. Um, at the moment, uh, what, what I tend to do is I, I stick on a, on a, on a week to week basis around mm-hmm. just six flavors. Um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. P- 
the reason I do that is uh, from an inventory perspective, it's a lot easier to manage, mm. right? Because okay. I only have X amount of time to, right. to make stuff. And right. the, the w- one of the one of the biggest challenges I actually found when I when I launched uh, Holy Cookie onto Uber Eats, mm-hmm. um, I was doing a, a whole range of options. So I've got, I'd say three key options that you can choose from, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is the holiest dozen. Uh, which is like a, a pack of 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the holy half dozen, pack of six. And then we also had the singles option. Mm-hmm. And then what I initially did was I came with all of my flavors, like all 10 or 10 to 12 flavors. And I put it as singles. Now, mm. one of the biggest problems that you have is that when you do that, um, there are pe- some people who who like very, very specific things. Right. Right. And so um, someone you know, might just only like the, the milk chocolate that's you know the classic that mm-hmm. we, we call it the og uh choc- chocolate and sea salt okay um and they'll you know just buy 15 <laughs> chocolate wow. chips and stuff like that i have i've had people who have ordered like matcha cookies in the middle of the night and they i remember i had one guy who ordered like 21 matcha cookies damn <laughs> 21 that's very and i'm thinking numbers. why why are you doing this this doesn't make any sense but hey okay 21 we can do it but the problem is when when you when you get situations like that it causes imbalances in terms of what you have and so when i when i have like the uh the six packs and the 12 packs Mm -hmm. um i try to give people like one of each flavor right right so they get 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 a good mix but Mm -hmm. if if my girl has has now just bought 21 matches i know i I now don't have matches to give these people right so what i I tend to do is now i don't do any single cookies um i only i only do the six pack and the 12 pack and it allows me to know exactly how much to make um you know every now and then some people especially like repeat customers will say Mm -hmm. hey guys can we uh can we have like two extra of like the we call it mini Eglinton West. So our mini one is called mini. <laughs> we've got some cool names. Actually, some of my friends uh, came out with these, one, these names. So for our mini egg one, we've got mini Eglinton West. Okay. Uh, for our matcha, we call it what's the matcha with you. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We've got, uh, oh, the pistachio. What's, uh, I'm pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> this is some brainstorming that went on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to say I'm, a, I'm that that witty but i'm not so <laughs> some of my friends came out with these names and uh they you know these kind of things those are the kind of things that are really good for your brand mm-hmm. i think it makes you stand out a little bit different yeah um and so yeah we we put these kind of we i would say we have like four like key flavors mm-hmm. and then the two every two per week we'll just change it up okay you know so, so you have um a particular cookie so you have four main flavors and those flavors they on the menu every week pretty much consistent yeah okay. so okay. you'll have like the chocolate chip um we have dulce de leche um mm-hmm. which is like a uh, i think it's it's most it, well it is a latin ingredient it's mm-hmm. made from condensed milk it's like a caramel right right yeah and we'll just right. put a little so bit of condensed milk oh man that's yeah yeah it's it's very yeah. indulgent yeah it is. topped with a bit of salt it's very nice mm-hmm. um we've got those two we have the matcha which is pretty popular i feel like you know anything uh matcha nowadays is is in um, yeah yeah that's a big there's a big craze for <laughs> anything green now. man it's just like <laughs> just yeah like people love cookies, that man yeah. it's, well we're in canada <laughs> sorry I'm, my american brain is now they're dollars they're the dollar dollar bills <laughs> they're different colors over here so <laughs> <laughs> so your cookies would match the uh, right right Canadian right currency yeah okay. uh yeah so the names you have the names with the for the cookies but how long did it take you to come up with the flavors like was that experimenting or did you have 
an idea of the type of flavors you wanted to are these british flavors that you usually get uh, not necessarily get? i think they're from pretty much from uh different places mm. um but um honestly man like most of the most of my stuff inspiration has either come from instagram really or uh, or youtube you know yeah. you just hashtag cookies and find a load of stuff that you know people are doing really well yeah and you, you, you put your take on it you know i feel like i have a love i don't feel like this is a fact i have a love-hate relationship with instagram yeah you know? i think most people do and and um i i think it's it's the um what's the word i'm looking for it's the constant of it's the lack of originality mm that you find sometimes where mm, yeah, yeah. you um, see people do one thing and the first time you see it like, oh, that was pretty cool. And then by the 10th time you're just like, okay, that wasn't right as cool, you know, anymore. Yeah. But I find what I love Instagram for mm. is food. Mm, yeah. It's, it's yeah, recipes. Yeah. It's like everything. Like if you looked at my saved features, mm. my, the things I save, it's all food related. Yeah. yeah. It's all same, same related. with me as well. Like I'm sharing all this kind of stuff with most of my friends. Uh, just all these reels and you know all these different chefs not even chefs but like amateurs like doing mm -hmm. all these cool different things mm -hmm. um i don't know if they necessarily taste good but they they <laughs> definitely look good you know well sometimes it there's something interesting about instagram that drives me crazy sometimes is when you see something you like hmm. right and they show you making it but they don't give you the ingredients or they don't give you like oh yeah yeah and and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, the whole thing's done in like three seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, what's, what's in this? You're like, they're just like, oh, yeah. we're gonna. They tell you what it is, yeah. but they don't tell you what's in it. So you're like, oh, I want to make this. But right, like, right, right. Where do I get the 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 recipe though? So yeah. you get most of the inspiration from from Instagram and, and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You, YouTube is is great because obviously mm -hmm. they actually take a little bit more time to, you know, tell you what they're putting in and exactly. things and things like that. Um, but yeah, Instagram is definitely very good for um, inspiration. And also, one of the things I'm I'm not very good with Instagram right so here. shout out anyone who's listened to this who's yes. very good on social media please hit, please my so hit me up because my <laughs> instagram <laughs> is not very good i need help we just actually <laughs> said the same thing like. i need help someone said help um yeah, we, like, we, we can both work out a deal for the both of us some type of like package deal because trust. i need help hit me up hit me up I, I can cook i can make a good cookie but i am not good with um my content creation mm -hmm. so um you know i think um i think that's going to be really important for the next kind of yeah. step in my uh, in my business yeah. because everything um yeah, you know all these trends and things like that right. trends are really important for for food yeah. particularly in toronto yeah. right mm -hmm. building a name and building a brand you know i feel like we've got a bit of a name through things like uber eats and stuff like that and being able to do all the pop-ups and stuff right. like that but i think there's a whole new market opportunity if we if we use in things like instagram like really well i find um, that tiktok is um really big now yeah like i'm not I just started posting some old videos that I've mm -hmm. done for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And one of the videos had like uh, 1,700 views. Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa. Okay. You know, like I'm not, I'm not getting like the likes and shares and whatever. Like um, I'm not really even sure how the TikTok analytics really work, to right. be completely honest with you. But I think if you post some videos on TikTok, if you make a mm. TikTok, I think people will notice it. And with food, because I think there was something before – when we when we discussed doing the podcast, mm -hmm. you're telling me how they also have to. These cookies can't just taste good; they also have to look. One hundred and fifty percent for sure. So is that because I noticed with your and I think your Instagram is good. Okay. To be honest, from, uh, from, yeah. 
from looking at like when I saw the is casino, that I I thought so, but then this is also <laughs> the guy that also like, detailed <laughs> with his Instagram. So you know, and I get inspiration from I, I find Instagram very inspirational now. Yeah. Like I'm in the more of loving it. Mm. Um, era of of Instagram. A lot of it has to do with me, um, stopping following certain types of content. Right. Okay. Yes. So, uh, because now the content I actually like, yeah, is is getting through. But when you follow certain content, oh, and then they just spam you with all that pretty kind of stuff. much, right? right? They're posting so much that right. like you're seeing their content more than seeing the content that you really want to see. For sure, man. So when I stopped following a lot of the content that I was just like, this serves no purpose for me. Yeah. Oh man, some of my favorite food recipes mm. come up. I made a uh, chicken penne alla vodka the other day. Okay, I didn't even know what that is, but it sounds very it's, professional. Oh, oh man, I will tell you what it is. <laughs> it is um, basically it's like it's like a it's like a pasta cream, basically okay. with penne pasta. So what you do is you cook some, you cook your chicken and you cook some onions and some mm. garlic, and then you put some tomato paste okay. in there. Yeah. And then you put like half a cup of vodka. Oh, oh! This is like that vodka sauce. It's like that slightly, uh, I don't know. It's like slightly pinkish, yeah, exactly, creamy exactly, sauce. Exactly, exactly. Love that. Yeah. And so Love it, yeah. I saw this guy do it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make that. <laughs> I'm gonna make that." And I'm. Do you, do you actually put vodka in there? You do. Yeah. Oh. So the vodka. What happens is the vodka cooks out, right? Yeah. So okay. the alcohol content cooks out, so yeah. it doesn't. Um. It doesn't taste like. Mm. alcohol or anything yeah I've, cu- I've cooked with wine but i've never actually cooked with vodka i I've cook with wine all the time as yeah. well yeah, yeah. It, wine is very good like red wine yeah um yeah. it's very good for like pasta sauces for sure like i use that with like if i make it actually even when i make chili mm, okay. i use red wine yeah yeah so, it, 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 it takes it to that next level yeah takes it speaking of is an alcoholic cookie in the future <laughs> you know what we live in canada so cannabis cookies excuse me alcohol cookies. <laughs> uh can you get drunk on my cookies probably not um uh, maybe we could do a little concept around like a, a rum based cookie or something like that. I don't know about that would be interesting that could work maybe. i made rum cake okay recently. yeah i went to jamaica in december uh-huh. yeah and i had you guys love your rum man yeah jamaica loves rum. rum was amazing there and um i uh i got some rum cake from the um like the airport or something they, you could sell it all over they have this brand mm. called tortuga okay that's like all over the place right and um but i i had rum cake before mm-hmm. and i didn't like it because it was like it was like a black cake really mm. and it was mind you this was like 10 15 years ago so your okay. taste buds definitely changed mm. and um i had it this rum cake yeah with rum and i was like oh my god this time <laughs> <laughs> holy rum cake holy okay. rum cake oh damn <laughs> and so i was like i gotta make this mm-hmm. and i made it and it came out pretty good oh, okay so i don't know if, if um i don't know how cookies work man so like the consistency is so much different yeah i like, don't know i don't know about but i was like going back to uh other substances like you know living in canada cannabis cookies potential mm. you know mm. it's, it's so cannabis like to actually sell cannabis you need a license of course right i don't think those licenses are very cheap um and also there's just a bit of regulation around i've always the problem i've always i've always wanted to do it mm-hmm. i the thing is i don't smoke it anymore i used to smoke it it mm-hmm. doesn't really go down well with me um and i don't eat the the edibles and things like that right so my question really was 
how do I make this without getting high myself? <laughs> right? Because of yeah. course you have to test it, you have to try it and things like that. Yeah. Um and I used to do a lot of pop-ups around uh, the cannabis stores right, in, in right. Kenston Market. There's a few, there's a few in here. There's a, there, there's some really cool plant uh, cool ones like shout uh one plant cannabis store and, and mm. Hotbox as well who allowed me to uh, sell from there, those kind of places. Um but one of the difficulties was that when I was selling it there, yes, you get people who have got like their munchies and things like that. Um, but a lot of them were looking for cannabis cookies, edibles, mm-hmm. things like that. And I, you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't created something like that, but there was definitely a, like a very, very strong demand for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, the idea of having edibles, not just because they get you high, right. but because it tastes good. Right. Um, cause it is infused with, um, you know, good, uh, cannabis and, mm-hmm. you know, you can eat the cookie and it's going to taste nice, right. you know, um, that'd be like a, 100 percent. I'd, I'd, I'd love to try it but i need to get some uh people who are more more than willing more inclined to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to come over to my <laughs> place sit down i'm gonna feed you with cookies and you're gonna tell me you know what level of high you get because mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to like you want to give them a good level of buzz without right. getting them absolutely right, stoned, right? Wow. and it has to taste nice as well so exactly how we do that i don't know I'll tell you what, I will. I am one of those people okay. right now. I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, because to be completely honest with you, I don't think I've ever had an edible yeah. that I enjoyed as far right. as taste. Yeah. And if you get some of the edibles from the store, mm-hmm. heavy cannabis taste. Right. Which is not a very nice taste at all. Mm. Yeah. So I've had like brownies. Okay. I've had like, um, I've had cookies. Okay. Um, And chocolate. I've had right. chocolate. Chocolate has like, no effect on me oh does it not does no, it work? okay no. it has like no effect like it hmm. doesn't make me feel anything i've also had weed infused drinks or cannabis yeah infused i drinks. think i've had a bit of those um there was one that was actually pretty good that was like a beer okay um but it i can't drink that stuff i'm more on the cbd side now right because the other stuff Makes me feel a bit paranoid. I'll be oh, that, that, that's exactly why I stopped. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't handle this. Uh, and then I can't stop thinking. Like, I will oh, think yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes overdrive. Exactly. <laughs> when will this end? Exactly. But <laughs> CBD actually, like, I sleep better with the CBD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's definitely a difference. I don't know if you would think of doing, yeah, like either that, or, that, like one or or both. That C- that could also be an option. Like my cousin told me about the C- the CBD stuff. So, yeah, these are areas that I definitely want to explore eventually. For mm. sure. Yeah. Okay. So with the cookies, how often are you making cookies? Every day. Every day. Every day, Monday bro. Sunday. Yes. So it started off as a a kind of a thing that I was just doing on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'd prepare stuff on like a Friday and Saturday and it was kind of manageable. Mm-hmm. Um then when it got picked up onto the Uber Eats and stuff like that, you know, once again we were only trying to do it on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um the difference between selling to a pop up is that you can you know, after you go to Kenton Market, you can work out how many people you're going to roughly get on the weekend. Mm-hmm. If it's raining, you're probably going to you know, reduce the amount of cookies you need to make and things right. like that. Um, the difference between selling on, on a pop-up versus doing Uber Eats is that now you're selling to the entire, you know, Toronto right, area. Right. <laughs> and so, therefore, you have the issue of, like, some days could be really bad, you right. know, and you don't have many. But then all of a sudden, you start popping off. And then, you know, being able to produce to that kind of level, what we had to do was we had to start producing uh, on a, at least preparing um, more often. And more often basically meant every day mm. um, because we, we started doing the Uber Eats on like a 
during the week was mm-hmm. we found that there was a definite demand in, in the evenings. We find that a lot of people like uh, enjoy cookies on particularly Thursdays and Sundays. Really? Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah, that's our peak day. What's so special I, about those days, do you think, that people want cookies? You know, I think it's just like uh, people want to treat themselves. And I think as they go through the week, like a Thursday feels like, oh, we're nearly there. Right. You know, let's let's get something nice. Um, and then on a Sunday, I think everyone feels sorry for themselves. <laughs> right. So you're like, oh, no, we got to do this all over again. You know what? Right. Let's get some. Um, is it called serotonin? That's not, that's not the uh, one, is it? Endorphins? Pro- yeah dopamine dopamine, i don't know science 101 i can't remember (laughs) Uh, but yeah so i think everyone feels sad for themselves and they're like all right fine i'm going to treat myself and they buy things like cookies and stuff like that on sunday so yeah we get we get like quite a good demand for that i've actually stopped um doing them on on mondays and tuesdays i think um it's uh it's it's those two days are a little bit more tough Mm -hmm. um but we still prepare we still prepare on mondays and tuesdays Mm -hmm. um i'm slowly going to be starting to go into the 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 beta uh, b2b world mm. so we want to start um moving to selling towards uh like cafes and okay and okay. and and um grocery stores and things like that so we need to we need to we need that volume right right so are you um are you making the same amount of cookies the same volume of cookies every day or is it different volumes based on the demand you 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 see based you know on the the numbers from past sales <laughs> Uh, it's 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 really pretty consistent, and 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 it is based on like our like our idea of like weekly sales and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a relatively good idea of like how many we can push in push in a week and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So we'll 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 make that. But so you know, however, I you know I say that, and then for example, one of the things that we had a couple of weeks ago, shout out to all the couples buying cookies <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Did Beca- you have a Valentine? Oh yeah, we did. We oh. did. Yeah, because we we definitely knew that was going to be uh like a like an important day. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how big w- it would be for us because uh number one, Valentine's Day, people it's so commercial, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? We, people know this and like <laughs> all couples are just trying to outdo each other buying <laughs> all sorts of nonsense, right? And um anyways, cookies um are a definite sell easy sell because um desserts and all those kind of things right. you know and things that look pretty right right pretty right. pretty and things like that and they're comfort foods mm-hmm. so we knew that we were going to do fairly well and so the guy who works for me i told him you know i've got my day-to-day job and if he could come over and you know just run it whilst uh, whilst i was working um, and what we found out is you know i we, we prepared a certain amount i think we made about 120 cookies just just to see how it went firstly mm-hmm. right and we opened up at 11 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i sold 120 cookies in 45 minutes oh my god <laughs> really yeah, yeah yeah so when it just popped off and so we had to pause orders after 45 minutes wow and uh, so we had a we had a box which was relatively like reasonable price and it was like about 20 dollars. and what you get is like you get six cookies you get some like gummy bears and some um you know some chocolates and things like that mm-hmm. so it was a it was a, like quite a cost effective like valentine solution i right. guess for for a lot of couples um and it was nice it was very pretty like the mm-hmm. way that we presented the box and things like that you know and you get it's, it's really quite funny on on days like that you know the whoever's buying it would send you like comments to write on like a, on a gift card and stuff right. like that some people got some saucy relationships going on man <laughs> i was reading these and cracking up some of them and i'm thinking damn we're like going down tonight <laughs> after work <laughs> cookies, cookies and all sorts of i don't know but like people are having fun 
<laughs> and I'm glad I could contribute to that, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I'm glad I contributed to that little uh, piece of their of their uh, of their relationship. So um yeah, it was it was very busy, man. So we we had to keep on like during the day, I had to take some time off and actually help my boy because um we were like, if we got, if there's any day to capitalize on, it was, mm-hmm. it was that, that day. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that would probably be the biggest day of, a, of the year for, for us, like going forward and things like that. So how many, um, cookies did you end up selling that day? I think we sold close to around 300. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, but now you're, that's a learning experience. Now you prepare for like next Valentine's day. Oh yeah. yeah. That's the thing, man. These, these are kind of things that you, you learn by doing. Yeah, you learn by yeah, doing. I, you know, I, I haven't really had a full, fully fledged business per se. Right. And nor have I sold um, like cookies or food at this body. Right. So, right. you know, I make mistakes and planning and all these kind of things, preparation. Mm-hmm. You learn. You learn right. by doing, you know. Are you um, considering with the, the, you know, success of the Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. Are you considering creating cookies around other holidays like maybe a saint patrick's day or yes whatever else comes uh, about for sure yeah. for sure man because um yeah we got we, for example we got like easter coming up so we're right. gonna have some concepts around like having like a easter uh mini eglinton west mini <laughs> eglinton that, you, you already know you, <laughs> you want to become a shareholder <laughs> yeah so definitely there's there's some days that we can we can do that we we didn't do it but there was like a, a load of companies doing things for like the super bowl Mm-hmm. And they were doing uh, all these different packages. Um, the next kind of uh, package that we want to do, we want to do like a like a Netflix and chill package. Okay. We want to do a Netflix and chill package. Nice. Would be a concept of around some cookies, putting in like packets of popcorn, some mm-hmm. gummies. So you can you know you, you know okay. you're sitting at home and you just want to indulge in yourself. You know you your friends, your partner, whoever it is, mm-hmm. or just yourself if you don't want to share. And um, you know, we'd give you all these kind of treats. To right. make your experience of your Netflix thing <laughs> chill, <laughs> nice. you know, there's concepts of like one of the big things is like when people are leaving from work and you know having all these kind of corporate things. We want to have like a levers box, you mm. know, so you know you'd have the ability to have you know your cookie packet sent to the person, right? But then they'd have like a really nice card, maybe mm. even like a balloon, something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I like the idea of Netflix and chill yeah. package because I feel like a lot of people are like. Oh my God, what did I order? I have somebody coming over. Right. The Netflix and chill package. The Netflix and done. chill. Oh, your cookie package. Done. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even need to think about exactly, it Exactly, man. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you think when you first started the cookie business or when you started doing those pop-ups that it would take off like it has now? Um, I wasn't sure. I knew that I had like a good recipe. Um, I, you know, and it, you, you do get pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I, f- I remember getting my first Uber Eats order and I was mm-hmm. like, so excited. I was like, oh damn, someone like <laughs> some <laughs> random person has decided <laughs> to choose my cookies with zero reviews. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like continuously watching to see, you know, after that point of, of selling, like, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to, and not everyone reviews, not everyone reviews. Right. And you know, some people, um, food is subjective. Right. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I was saying this to you last time, I think that. Um, not everyone's gonna like your food right, some you know, some people like it some people don't and right. it's it's just different and that, you know you need to be able to accept that you're gonna get mixed mixed reactions right. to it and, that, and that's right. okay um but you, you stick with what you know it's good you don't compromise and um you know right now on uber eats i've now cleared i think around around 400 orders so it's around wow. o- over about over three thousand cookies i think we're about three and a half to four thousand wow. cookies wow and um we're at 4.9 wow 
right? That's good. We're at 4.9, bro. So My uh, Uber rate ain't even that. We're taking <laughs> Uber. It's like 4.81 or something. You sure it's not 3.8? <laughs> Revin, what are you doing I'm inside like, the taxis? This is part of the reason why, like, my Uber are taking ten minutes to get to me now. <laughs> my rating is so low. You know what? It's your friend. It's always the friends that mess up your Uber rating. <laughs> I feel it's, it's my friends that have screwed my Uber rating up. <laughs> I think I'm a good um, car rider, or whatever I, I feel ride like sharer. For me, it's like because sometimes I just don't talk, <laughs> and it's like the quietest ride ever. That's and nice sometimes, though. Sometimes you just want those quiet rides because some people, I'm, like, keep talking, man. Yeah. yeah right? True. You got those guys. But then I'm also never, like, doing the rating sometimes. Yeah. That's probably what I shouldn't be saying. What? Um, what? Never reviewing? I never really do the ra- Unless they're, like, yeah. amazing. But, like, in general, sometimes I just get out the car and just go about my life right i, I mean i'm i'm the same yeah. but there are a lot of people who do rate yeah a lot sure. you know and um yeah as i said once again like going back to reviews and things like that on food and stuff mm-hmm. i think they're really important because for me if i'm trying out new foods say for example on uber eats i look at the reviews a lot really? and anything yeah and anything that for example if i'm uh, if i'm looking like for a new kind of whatever food it is, I don't know, shawarma or Chinese food mm-hmm. or whatever it is, if I see anything lower than, like, four, I ain't, I'm not buying. No, you know what? I learned that from my ex. Same thing. She was no like, way. I don't eat nowhere under four. And ever since, nowhere <laughs> under four. Matter of fact, if you under a 4.3, usually, I'm Exactly. Probably- <laughs> Trust. 4.3 is, like, low. Exactly. It's low, right? So I'm like, nah, I can't do it. Right. It's risky. Exactly. It's very risky. And so so for me, like, managing my reviews and getting the best customer experience mm-hmm. so, so that they give you good reviews and things is so, so important. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very proud so far that we've 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 been able to build up a brand, and our customers like our stuff because people will shut you down, right? 100%. When it, when it, when they you know at the end of the day, these are cookies, right? right? This is people spending their money to have like a nice indulgent product, right? And um, some people will will rate you low if they don't yeah. like your stuff. And I'm I have had instances where I felt the quality of product I have pushed out hasn't been to the standard I've wanted, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. So yeah. you you have to make sure that anything that you push out. And, you know, you don't just push it out just because you're trying to make money mm-hmm. because it that comes back to haunting you as well. Yeah. I do have one experience where I felt like, for example, where uh, the cookies I made uh, were pushed out too quickly. Like, for example, it came out of the oven. They're a bit too... Uh, they hadn't hardened as much. They hadn't cooled down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the customer came up straight up and was like, they like by the time they got to me, they had all smashed. Oh, right? And okay. I knew at the back of my head that I probably shouldn't have pushed it out so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. yeah, this is one order. Right. But that, that, that one order is that one person, you know, now not, not buying from me again. That's right. that now that one person telling someone else potentially like, oh, the cookies mm-hmm. that Holy Cookie pushed out were not good. And, and right. that other person now is not going to buy from me. Right. So right. it's really important to make sure that your product is good. And say if something's, if I, if I had a load of cookies, which I felt weren't very good, you consider that a spoilage. Right, mm. lose a little bit of money, but at the same time, yeah. you don't, you do not push stuff which yeah. doesn't have a good enough quality to your customers. Yeah. I feel like that's just a, a big, like for a lot of people that are artists or chefs or or things like that. It's all the quality is important. Like one of the last people I had on uh, the podcast does mm. um, balloons. Okay, um, and <clears throat> she even told me that like if it doesn't look great for her, mm-hmm. she will redo it. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over, yeah. you know, and she was telling me about the time she did one over five times mm-hmm. and was like, or there'll be times, which I think happens for me as well with the podcast where 
people will love it. Mm. And you'll be like, yeah. Right. It was, that episode was okay. I wasn't that great. You know, like, yeah. You know, so how do is it a hard thing to balance, you find, where, like, you know, you want it to be really good, but also at the same time, you understand that yes. it could be a thing where somebody just didn't like your product because of whatever reason. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a mixture of things. So I think one, you know, as we said, like food is subjective. Right. But um, I feel like I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to things like food and stuff like that. And um, you know, but at the same time, you you shouldn't have the arrogance to think that you're always going to get it right. Right. Okay. Right. So I think it's being able to 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 understand that you're going to make mistakes sometimes. Right. It's not always going to be perfect. I've right. ch- I've chucked like entire batches of cookies, and you know, really, that's considered a loss, right? It's yeah, yeah. Not a loss financially, but also your time. Right, I, it's right. not you know I you know I also want to be able to hang with my with my people and right. you know go out and do all these kind of things, um and then when you end up getting like something wrong, it's gonna frustrate you and make right. you mad and stuff like that. But I know deep down if I don't keep things like consistent, um you know and to the standard that I want, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It's, it's it's simply not gonna fly. Right, right. So it's it's it's. You know, once again, we go back to like learning by doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. putting things out there, be willing to uh, make mistakes, be willing to fail at some point, but learning from those mistakes that you don't repeat them. Absolutely. I feel like it's, that's important. And another lesson um, that I've learned mm. um, with doing something in general mm-hmm. is is not to plan too much that you don't actually even execute it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I feel like that that happens a lot. Yeah, well, execution is everything, I feel. I feel like sometimes it's more important than planning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to execute it out, you know? I mean, this is kind of how your cookie business started. I don't, you weren't planning to to do the cookie business, right? No, absolutely not. Mm. It was, uh, you know, as I said, it was just a thing for me to treat myself. Right. Um, But yeah, you know, planning, being able to be as prepared as possible. Absolutely. Getting as much feedback from people, you know, and... Some some people would, like my friends and whoever would be like Matt like I don't like this and you know some it's not it's not about just saying thinking oh crap like they don't like my stuff oh right. this is disaster whatever to be honest I only judge myself on how well I do in terms of like that outside world right my right. my friends and everything like that can can say one thing mm-hmm. and actually I, one of the biggest things that I found really difficult <laughs> actually w- within um, starting starting a cooking company was. Everyone was like, "You're starting a cooking company, like why is that?" <laughs> like my 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 mom, my mom for example, at first, like she uh, she was like, "Well, I educated you all this much, and you're gonna go and sell cookies <laughs> on the side of the street." And I was like, "Mom, you know, at the end of the day, a hustle is a hustle, right? right? 100%. And if there's anything that can make me money, and if there's something that I think I can do well, right. I'm gonna do it, right? You know, and." It's cookies. It's not a tech company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you want me to go and start a tech company with you know all this cash and stuff and capital, mm. all right, hold tight, send me some cash and I'll try. <laughs> I'll try out. I'm just like, all right, fine, go sell some cookies. No, but um, hey, that pound is strong still. Even that, <laughs> that pound is a little bit stronger, <laughs> I mean, even after Brexit. But oh, you know, was it, was it? um, but yeah. So I think it's just like being able to uh, you know know what you're good at, know what right. you're good at, right? And right. I think. You know, everyone's everyone's got like all these different talents. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be in in the tech world. Right. I know a lot of my my guys. Um, you know, out here and in and back home, like some of them got these tech companies. Some one mm-hmm. of my one of my really good friends. 
a kill. Shout out Lyra Swimwear. Um, is a is a modest swimwear brand. Um, mm. And a kill. Uh, has zero knowledge of uh, swimwear. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he studied politics with me, and then we went to uh, LSE to do econ history as well. So he has zero knowledge of um, of swimwear. However, his wow. sister, I think, is the creative side. But he's mm. definitely like very financially astute. Uh, he's very sharp, very mm. uh, business savvy, and, and things like that. I'm, I don't want to massage his ego in case he listens to this too much, right? <laughs> I feel like that, <laughs> like I think that happens a lot, right? Because I found that the person i had on the friend of mine that does the business mm. the balloon business mm. she learned about that during the pandemic she she learned about everything youtube trial and error mm-hmm. when i started my podcast no knowledge about nice. audio work at all or doing a podcast right. or any, if even if i would be good at it that wasn't even a thought it was just like hey i got this idea yeah i want to try it out and see what happens you know yep honestly man that's 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 what i was saying like you know you, you put these kind of you you have to build your network around uh kind of accepting that you're not going to know everything yeah, right you have to build a network where you come in where you have for example a certain level of ideas you mm-hmm. do your research you do your homework and stuff like that and then you ask people right. you know you partner with people you work with people so one thing that i'm not very good at is i'm i'm not very organized mm-hmm. i'm saying i can do stuff but my planning and organization is poor I have the same problem. Uh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. But so I can execute well. I can execute well, mm-hmm. and I can be a perfectionist in terms of what I mm-hmm. what I what I give to you. But w- with the guy who's now working with me, he's fant- absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. in keeping me level headed and saying, Matt, like you need to do this. You need to mm-hmm. package it. You need to. Uh, we need to th- be thinking about like how we uh, manage our uh, you know cookies and storage and things like that. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that he, I have him on board because these are the kind of things I'd be like, ah, you know what. <laughs> think about these thing kind of things later, right, but right. they're really important. Right, but I, right. I know I have a bit of a skills gap, mm. you know, in being able to do mm. those kind of things. Mm. So being able to, uh, you know, for example, I guess with my friend again, uh, who uh, started up Lyra Swimwear, his sister's, like, I guess, the more the creative side, but he's, mm. he'd probably be more of the like, financially astute person right. to, you know, push that, um, right. have that, those, those uh, strategic thinking, you know, right. build up a business plan, build up a right. financial plan, all those kind of things. Um, and yeah, it's just knowing your unique selling points, um, and just partnering with, with yeah, the right, right people. Finding the right people to Correct. Do yeah. Right. Yeah. I got a couple more questions for you. Sounds and good, man. We can wrap this amazing cookie. <laughs> um, so first question, any plans to do any other baked goods eventually? Like I would love a holy brownie. A holy brownie. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's always been a big question around, um, whether we should go in to, to do other kind of baked products. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I'm probably not. I, I think mm-hmm. at the moment I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm, what I'm good at. Right. Okay. Right. And okay. I think as we start to, uh, uh, you know, get a bit of a name, mm-hmm. maybe we can venture, uh, out, venture out into other things. But I think it's really important to, when you're building a brand is to build on what you're really good at. Right. And I feel like at the moment, uh, cookies is, is my thing. Okay. Um, and also, I need help with other people <laughs> to be able to build things, like to create things like uh, brownies and things like that. So, hold tight, any chefs yeah. and bakers in Toronto, because you know, as we expand, maybe we'll we'll right. start doing. I don't know. And we need that Instagram person. We both need that. Instagram okay, so person. now we need an Instagrammer. <laughs> we need a chef. Okay, so two people. Exactly. Please apply. Um, <laughs> when people are, you know, they're enjoying your cookies. Is there any? feeling you hope people will get from eating them when they bite into it like some type of i guess emotional reaction or 
you just hope people just like how they taste <laughs> yeah I, I guess so i think um i i, I think i want more of a uh, a feeling of uh, like homeliness, um, mm. a feeling of oh, this happiness. Right. Say, okay. Without okay. being too cliche, but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, these are these are cookies, mm-hmm. right? And um, they're not exactly cheap cookies. Right. Uh, and so right. you 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 want something which is going to make you you know feel happy, feel good, uh, and something that you can treat yourself with. You know, mm. I think um, that that is the type of product um, that I, that I've got out there um yeah th- i think those are the kind of feelings i would as i would say so okay nice yeah and uh last question okay and i asked this is a standard question uh-huh. across the board okay that i ask all of my guests right would you prefer to be the first at something or the best mm. okay good question very good question i think i would prefer to be the best uh the reason why I think there's a couple of reasons. So being the first is never so easy. Like mm. coming up with new creative ideas right. is not always so easy. You don't right. come up with just a, you might do. And uh, they're not always the best ideas. But so I think there's difficulty in that. But I think there's 100% value in, you know, being able to do something and do it, doing it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's some really good um, cookie companies out here. Like you, you mentioned a few like Craig's and Night Baker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to the world of Toronto, I might not be the best um, uh, cookie maker versus them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm up, I'm up there. Right. But um, what I know, I'm what, what I know uh, in terms of what my product is, is that it's enough to match with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so in terms of meeting the cookie pie, taking a piece of the cookie pie in Toronto. Right. I have a product which is good enough to compete with some of these other brands. Mm. And to me, um, you know, I can eventually maybe, you know, bring in some like a really good baker or something like that to, to, you know, take my product to the next level where I could say I'm 100% the best cookie. I have 100% the best cookies in Toronto would be absolutely fantastic. You know, Mm. of course, like the goal of my company is to get there. Mm -hmm. But one thing I know that we, that we've got as a, uh, as a, a really important facet of of the company is that I want to be the best, and I have a a, a product which is able to compete with the best. Right, right, mm. and so yeah, you know, you don't have to necessarily get it in one go. And one hundred percent, when I started this this business last year, like you would have been like, Matt, shut it down, <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. But you know, you you, you do the things to trial and error. Mm-hmm. And we're con- con- continuously learning. We're continuously trying to understand what people like, what people don't like. And uh, we will be eventually the best cookie makers in Toronto. Hey, I like how that sounds. Holy cookie. <laughs> Remember the name. <laughs> I like how that sounds. <laughs> Yo, thanks again, Matt, for coming. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about Holy Cookie? Holy Cookie, you can learn through our Instagram. Um, you, you know, we, we put a lot of the, um, you know, our new flavors and things like that on uh, through that and through our stories. But you can also uh, buy our products. So you can go on mm-hmm. to Uber Eats, uh, you know, Wednesday to Sunday. Um, w- you know, if you're from the Toronto area, you're able to, to make an order. And then finally, as we go into spring, summer, we're going to start doing a load of pop-ups uh, okay, all around nice. Toronto. Uh, and once again, you'll be able to find all that stuff on holycookie underscore T-O on Instagram. Okay, great, great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ben. Um, and as always, you guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Young Pros Talk. If you want to ask any questions or have any comments, email us at youngprostalk at gmail.com. I slightly messed that up, but okay. 
<laughs> and uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like us on, um, excuse me, rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review, I will read it on the podcast. Again, thanks for joining, Matt. Good time. Thanks, okay. man. Great talk. Peace. Cheers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.